0: Welcome to the Camille Healing Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about the reality of childhood sexual abuse, how it tends to happen, and why it's often so difficult for people to recognise that they're holding imprints of childhood sexual abuse in their body, in their nervous system, and the path towards healing. The first thing I want to say is... I work every day with men and women, most of them who are adults, who have their own families, who are uncovering layers of trauma and unconscious imprints from their childhood. And when it leads them to a place of realization that actually there was abuse that happened to them, particularly at young ages, when there were babies or infants, Unable to verbalize and unable to really process events that happened, but nevertheless still holding the fear and the shock or st- sensation in their body that something not quite right is happening right now, it leads them into a deeper understanding of why their body is the way they uh, why their body is the way it is and also why they 've been feeling the way they've been feeling for most of their adult life. The first thing I would like to say is that often it's a symptom that people come to seek treatment for. So it's not very common for someone to have a full awareness of what has happened to them as a child unless they've been through a therapeutic journey. Often that's with a talking therapist or through their own healing work where they've discovered that there may have been deeper currents than they've been able to acknowledge consciously. And so clients often arrive to see me with lists of scattered symptoms, physical and structural complaints, um, usually they're chronic, and symptoms that they're not really able to make sense of. And sometimes they've been through the medical system that has tried to address various symptoms in their body. And these are really wide and varied it can be something like ibs it can be um, emotional imbalances or anxiety depression it can also be um, birth trauma that they have started to recognize maybe uh, further back than just their birth process may actually be structural and womb related so related to their pelvis their womb etc The really important point that I'd like to make is the nature of childhood sexual abuse is often so subtle that it's very difficult to determine that there was an abusive event or events that took place. So I'm going to go into more detail about what subtle tends to look like. And if you're listening to this, make sure that you're in a space where you can just feel safe within your own body and maybe just listening in a space that feels private to you. So the subtleties of childhood sexual abuse are so important to recognise because this is often what prevents people from talking about it. If you can't recognise what has happened as abusive, it's going to be very difficult for you to talk about it and therefore a lot of the time it's internalised methods of grooming are often very subtle and the figures show that 93% of people who have experienced childhood sexual abuse actually knew their abuser and that's because a lot of the time it's abuse that's carried out within the family either from parents or uncles or aunties or grandparents, it can also be family friends or people who are trusted as caregivers. So a trusted caregiver can be a childminder, it can be a teacher, it can be a, um, a, a close confidant, it can even be a sibling. The tricky thing about the subtlety is that childhood sexual abuse is not always and often an explicit or violent event. Often it's woven into the sense of care that a child receives. It's woven into a sense of normality. It's almost in the background behind and within things that are done very covertly. I'll give you some examples. I've had clients who've experienced this kind of subtle sexual abuse whereby they are actually being groomed by their own parents to feel like the interaction is normal because it is guised under the notion of this is just how we tell a bedtime story or this is a natural process of how I tuck you in at night or this is what happens When you're breastfed, this is just naturally a part of this process. So these types of subtleties are very difficult for a child to determine or discern as different from a normal activity or a nourishing activity. It can also be done through play. So various experiences of play, and play role and joking around or some type of play experience that actually inherently involves elements and aspects of boundary crossing, of inappropriate touching, of activity that invokes a sexual arousal or a arousal of the nervous system in such a way that again, it's difficult to determine that this is an explicit event. So those sensations and feelings are often wrapped up in experiences that are considered quite normal. Play, care, hugs, nourishing, kissing, um, touching, etc. So as young as sometimes several months old, all the way through the childhood years, that kind of behavior, that kind of very subtle sexual um, current and sexualization is running through normal day-to-day activities. This is where it becomes really difficult to recognize that something happened because there isn't an explicit event to pin anything to. There's just these seemingly normal and um natural processes that children become accustomed to so for example i've had clients who've experienced sexual abuse during playtime, and it's pl- this is how we play play involves these types of sensations and these types of feelings and at the time it's It's not an event or an experience that creates a knowing of trauma. There often isn't that feeling of necessarily this is something that shouldn't be happening or there's something that's going wrong here. So as a result, until experiences are accumulated in the nervous system, until there are multiple layers of sexual abuse, and often that happens later in life, in teenage years or even in adulthood those very early sensations, those very early grooming experiences are often not made aware of. They often go unnoticed. So the idea or the notion that sexual abuse in childhood occurs through total strangers, through experiences of um, extreme violence, etc. It's... I wouldn't go as far as saying it's a myth because it does happen, but it's not the only way that childhood sexual abuse takes place. I consider it a deep and grave tragedy when a child and their sense of their body, their sense of safety, their sense of love, of touch, of nourishment, is interwoven with the energetics of distorted sexual appetite and distorted sexual arousal from an adult towards them and if you're listening to this you probably are starting to get an idea now of how subtle these experiences can be when these are not resolved when these are not brought into awareness the nervous system will inherently hold a charge and this will feel different to everyone, and the body will hold this in different places. More often than not, it's going to be held in the lower body. It's going to be held in the genitals, in the pelvis, in the base of the spine, the root space, etc. And of course, as the foundation of our body, both physically and energetically, the root space is what we build upon when the root space is vibrating with fear, with terror, often there is a vibration of disgust, self-disgust, impurity, inherent feeling of wrongness, of not being able to be down there, of overwhelm. When the foundations are laid, further experiences through life are building on this foundation. So you can imagine that what is considered normal, what is considered, well, this is just how I feel, this is just my body, later on through life experiences starts to accumulate similar type of interaction. So the building up and the layers of trauma in the nervous system start to then almost hide the original, root cause and root experiences, the original wound. I've written a blog post called The Signs That Your Body May Be Holding Unconscious Childhood Sexual Abuse. And in this blog post, I've talked about these structural signs, the somatic experiences, the energetic felt sense, the psychological belief systems and the emotions that go along with this type of experience and how it's held in the body and when you start to piece things together when you start to be able to link how your body is structured how your womb space and your root space feels to you or doesn't feel to you if you can't feel it at all for example and connect that with your awareness of what you know happened and the gaps that are there what you don't know fully what you haven't got an awareness of where the missing experiences are and often this can be many years of blankness this can be many years of numbness or of just not really knowing what happened in your childhood once you start to make those connections you can actually go deeper into the path of healing from childhood sexual abuse so the first step is actually just acknowledging recognizing what is happening in your own body what is not happening in your own body and also at an emotional level what kind of patterns of emotional expression keep arising for you that your mind is unable to process and often clients will find themselves saying that they just don't know it's blank it's a numbness it's a mystery it feels like a black box it feels like something that if they were to get close to could overwhelm them entirely and in some senses feels to people like a death experience so there's this black box which when you open it threatens to destroy you the real tragedy around unconscious childhood sexual abuse is the fact it is often experienced through the people that you love the most it is often experienced through that person who you put your entire trust your body you really gave full trust and belief and faith that they would look after you and they would protect you it's not to say that they never have and this is where the confusion can often arise that the same caregiver that is protecting you every day, that is helping you to cross the road safely, that is feeding you is also the same caregiver that is enacting the abuse. So untangling the experience of childhood sexual abuse from the web of everything else that is encountered and everything else that's experienced relationally can be difficult. In some ways, it's harder to decipher these levels of subtle sexual grooming from an explicit and um, known event where there was a very clear violation of your boundary. The other reason why it's so tricky is because as a child, your sense of self is developed from the people around you and how they feel about themselves and often how they feel about themselves is unspoken and it is just transmitted through the field through the resonance and also how your body feels around them and how they interact with your body so you're building up in your nervous system this sense of who you are based on trauma imprints, based on abusive imprints. Often this affects people's boundaries, this affects people's sense of self and it can be really difficult to even develop a coherent sense of who you are if you have experienced this at a very early age. It can be difficult to develop a sense of clear boundary between your emotions and perhaps your parents' emotions or a parent's emotions, it can be difficult to determine what is yours to carry, what is your responsibility, what is your grief and anger and what is theirs. Because the reality is, it's all mixed up. It's all a blur. So the work that I support my clients to do is to first of all, recognize their immediate structure, their body sensations, how able they are to be in their own body and noticing which parts of their body they can't inhabit, particularly if this is the womb space and the root space. And this will have implications for how much someone can feel their own heart, their own emotions safely, so accessing their own heart space. And as I said, the foundation, the roots, affects every other energetic center above the body and affects the depth of emotional processing that the brain can actually do when there are extreme degrees of buried fear, buried overwhelm in the body. So just because an experience has been subtle, just because it has been woven in to be hidden, intentionally hidden, from ever coming into that child's conscious awareness doesn't mean the body is not holding this um this real subtle and inherent sense of something is not quite right when this is left untreated and unresolved, it will be internalized, and what that means is whereas it might be more natural to to be Outraged and overwhelmed and angry, or or feel betrayed by somebody else who has committed the abuse, subtle childhood sexual abuse often gets internalized, which means the only way that it can be ever acknowledged is when a person eventually reaches that point of feeling within themselves so alien, so out of their own body, so disturbed by their own. Physical sensation, so overwhelmed by what they might feel that they can't feel their own emotions, so it gets shut down. This level of um felt sense is internalized, as are the emotions, and the internalization of grief, particularly, and of anger creates this sense of inherent unworthiness to exist and that's very difficult for people to describe it's very difficult to go into therapy and talk about something that's so hard to put words to which is that deep felt sense of your inherent worthiness your place in the world your place your rooted place on earth your rooted place in your own body if you've never had it so often clients will say well I I don't know what it feels like to feel safe because I've never had it. I don't have a relationship with that. I don't feel it. I don't, I can imagine it. I'm, I've got all these imaginings about what it feels like to be safe in my body, to be truly loved, but it's not familiar to me. What's more familiar to me is fear. And I don't know why I feel the fear. So when I work with my clients at all ages and of all genders to uncover and heal childhood sexual abuse imprints in their body, the first point is recognition of just what is happening right now in the body. The second step is to go through the childhood narrative and to really understand whether the childhood narrative that someone has developed relates to their somatic sensation what I mean by that is sometimes the body will be saying a certain story or be ex- expressing and the childhood narrative is completely different. So the childhood narrative could be, well, I was really look- well looked after. I got everything I needed. Um, yeah, you know, there was some disagreements in my family and sometimes maybe I was smacked and it wasn't appropriate or um, But that's quite normal, right? So there will be also rationalisation that occurs on top of that. Or the childhood narrative could be, well, I was always, you know, I had really loving parents, I didn't really feel like anything bad happened there. And because this is unconscious territory, the only way for you to become aware of that discrepancy in the narrative is to recognise what the body is holding. And if, the narrative says everything was loving and safe and kind and normal, in inverted commas, but the body definitely doesn't feel like that, then it's an opportunity to really recognise that there is a discrepancy. And the bigger the gap between who you say you are, and what you say you've experienced versus what your body is holding and what your nervous system has experienced, that gap is often the black box that black box of overwhelm and during the healing work it's possible to safely go through the body into deeper levels of consciousness deeper levels of awareness to start to bridge that gap to start to fill in the narrative of okay you you have an awareness of certain things that happened at certain ages but your body is pointing towards perhaps other events other sensations can we start to piece this jigsaw back together if you've listened to my podcast on soul fragmentation and perhaps you've resonated and you know what that feeling of being a jigsaw feels like in your own being then this is a opportunity for you to really start to recognize that you are holding the key to putting this jigsaw back together and actually putting it together in a way that's going to lead you into a place that you've maybe never experienced before real embodied safety real felt sense and connection with who you are and your inherent purity and worthiness so this is a another characteristic of what can happen during unconscious childhood sexual abuse that's left unresolved this feeling of fragmented being of fragmented feeling of mind body quite severe mind-body disconnect of feeling like parts of you are scattered around and you've got no real sense of home, no real way of how to bring these pieces back together, back into the centre. So I support my clients to do this work, to move through somatically, emotionally, psychologically, energetically and spiritually, to move through and reunite themselves back into their center because that center is always there and that center is a soul calling and the people that do experience childhood sexual abuse are often the same courageous warriors that are changing patterns in their ancestry they are almost saying this will not continue with me because i am the one that's going to bring awareness to this what can also happen through the journey of healing is recognition of where your parents or caregivers actually were and this by parents and caregivers I mean it could be grandparents it could be even family friends teachers religious authority etc where they actually were versus where you thought they were and often what arises is a chain of abuse that's been passed through passed down the line. And it's not an easy thing to come into awareness of, but it does help with making more sense of things. It does help to understand that the abuser is often the one that's been abused themselves, And this behavior, this method of interacting is learned and is passed through and is a call towards a deeper level of awareness and healing and is a call towards stopping the chain of abuse. So the people that come to heal, the people that rise within themselves and face themselves and face what what happened to them and commit towards healing are often the ones that are bringing healing not just to themselves and their own body, but also to a chain of ancestral abuse. And that gives them not just a deeper sense of purpose, but also a deeper strength because recognising that you're... Family, your ancestry are actually healing through you healing your body it gives a inherent sense of soul purpose and recognition where that's often been missing for a really long time and because of the internalization of shame and inherent impurity and lack of belonging or disconnection that's felt For so long throughout life, coming back into connection with your purpose, coming back into deeper soul alignment and being able to appreciate your soul purpose and your inherent healer that is coming forth within you can lead to huge, huge breakthroughs and insight. And along with that is a structural shift in the body is a re-embodiment of the pelvis, of the womb, is a reconnection of sensation to the genitals, is a re-embodiment of emotional intelligence and heartfelt centeredness, and therefore is a recreation of your entire identity and who you are and your place in the world. This healing work I support my clients to do takes place in cycles of six sessions and each cycle will take you through a deeper level of healing, whether it's structural, whether it's emotional healing, whether it's relational work and it is possible to do this in a relatively short amount of time. It doesn't have to take many many years of being in therapy if the work is being done at a deep level and if you're working with your body, with your nervous system, with your emotional body and also with your mindset and your beliefs and the narratives that you've woven and created around your identity. This work can happen in anywhere between 6 and 18 sessions and if you've held this in your body for a lifetime, if it's prevented you from perhaps connecting intimately in relationships, if it's prevented you from having the birth experiences that you really felt were possible for you, if it's prevented you from flowing through life and and your creative potential with ease and with bliss and with a sense of real I am within yourself, then 18, you know, up to 18 weeks of work is, if if you think about it, is actually very fast and transformational for the rest of your life. So embarking on this journey, as I say, is very courageous work and you can do it. So if you're listening to this and you're feeling like, well, I have no idea where I could even start, I really recommend that you either reach out to me and let me know what you're experiencing in your body. The second thing you can do is read the blog post that I've written called Signs That Your Body Is Holding Unconscious Childhood Sexual Abuse. If you can find space to start to meditate with your womb and journal about what you are experiencing through your womb, through your root space, and what you're not experiencing, which is equally important, and start to keep that journal, start to keep notes on what is happening at any one point in time in your body, gradually you'll start to see trends arising. When you feel ready, coming into group healing spaces such as the womb healing. Space that I offer either in womb room or through the monthly sessions where I do spinal work, womb healing work, um, inner child support, and also ancestral healing, where you can bring awareness to parts of yourself that on your own would be very difficult for you to become aware of. When you let yourself come into these spaces and feel safely, it will bring in new depths of healing for you and finally if you feel like you are ready to really embark on this journey of healing from childhood sexual abuse I encourage you to reach out to somebody who is in this working and committed to working in this area and to getting you resolution you can reach out to me and get in touch if you feel like you're ready. And sometimes it can help to just read about what other people have experienced and what's been possible for them. So feel free to read the reviews on my website where you can read about how other people have managed to move through what they were holding unconsciously and how it held them back and then what their journey of transformation looked like. And finally, I just want to be really clear that just because you've gone through something that has been a betrayal of your body and of your inherent innocence, it doesn't mean that you don't have it within you to reclaim those aspects of yourself. Because within every single human being is a deep divinity and a deep innocence that is their birthright and part of moving towards reclaiming that is allowing yourself to recognise what was done that was not your resonance that was not your um, embodiment and that will actually take you into the resonance and embodiment that you are seeking within yourself allowing yourself to recognise also how you may have layered adult and relational experiences on top of unconscious childhood sexual imprints will also help you to redefine your relationships, to re-experience intimacy in a much more beautiful and heartfelt, heart-centered way. And this can lead to completely new relationships. It can lead to deeper levels of your own divine essence when you're actually able to feel The purity of your own womb space and the stillness of your own root space, deeper grounding and experiencing of stillness, of inner peace that comes with a still nervous system, that comes with emotional flow and expression, that comes with not having to shut things down and contain yourself, inherently leads to a new identity and This identity is what you are seeking and what you are worth. So I encourage you to really consider if you are listening to this and you're feeling like there is something that you need to do to discover within your own self what your truth is, to remember that until you uncover and heal this and really decide and choose for yourself that you're worth it, you're worth going on this journey for, You're going to give that to yourself. You will arrive through at the other end with a new sense of who you are. And it can be exceptionally liberating and give you a sense of deep safety, deep peace and belonging in the world. And you deserve that wholeheartedly. You deserve that. Your loved ones deserve that. And your family really, really do deserve that. The final thing I'd like to say is talking about these things in the therapeutic space is completely completely confidential. Nothing will be used against you and you don't have to ever worry that your family might find out or that your parents for example might find out. This is your space to journey within your within your own boundaries and your own safety it's not a journey that you're taking with with anybody else so don't worry too much as often people do like what will I say to my family if I find if I find out the truth what will I what would I do if if I really have to face you know something that a caregiver has done to me and they're still in my life my advice is to just focus on yourself get through this journey within yourself and not to think too much and getting your head too much about what you need to do or what you need to say. Just focus right now on allowing yourself to feel. I hope that this has been a helpful podcast. I hope that this has been supportive and is allowing you to perhaps open up to the idea that you don't have to hold in your body what you have held as a child and that your inner child, the innocence. The freedom, the joy, the purity, the, the spark is living inside you and is just waiting for you to go there and to discover it.